The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. By the way, this is really important. You want to get your shit together, start questioning it. Start wondering why are you typing the questions in the chat? Why are you doing what you're doing? Think before you type. I'm going to go through here through a post I really liked a lot. And it might help some people. And it's basically what I've said, a lot of what I've said, but quite well structured. And it's just good to give someone a different wording or a different way of saying it. Even though everything in here has already been mentioned, I am just reading it because maybe it might help some people. And I really want you guys to really, you know, listen clearly because this might really help you guys quite a bit. Basically, it's a threat from Antares. And what he actually says is, if you want to align your self-image with your true self, this is like a step-by-step guide what can help you to do so. I'm not saying this is universal and will help for everyone, although it's really nicely said. And I think it might help some people. That's why I'm bringing it up. So the right question. First, ask yourself the right question. You need to ask yourself why. This question will open every door in your mind. Be brave enough to see what's behind those doors. So don't lie to yourself. Just wonder why. This is a really powerful question. It immediately puts you in the now and also in an observer point of view. If you wonder why you do what you do, you're looking at it as an observer. It's kind of important because as long as you are your thoughts and your ideas, you can very easily get lost and not even be aware what you're doing. Observe your emotions and thoughts, why I feel this way or about something. You can wonder, like, why do you feel what you feel? Why do you do what you do? Why do I think that? Meditate on these questions and you will have the answers. It's not always that easy, but either way, like thinking about it, meditating about it allows you to increase the chance to figure it out. You can also, you know, look up, Google about it, think about it and really like, you know, focus why you feel the way you feel. Also, sometimes first thing that comes to mind when you ask yourself a question, why it might be backwards rationalization. Be aware of that. Meditate and dig deeper. You can get stuck with wrong impulsive answers to the question why. So be just very skeptical. I think literally almost everybody here in the chat should do it. You should also write it down. Because putting your thoughts into words really allows you to have a better idea about how you feel and such. Attention, pay attention to internal dialogue, writing your thoughts, emotions that come to mind, especially in moments when you feel anger, shame, guilt. Write it down and later come back to read what you wrote and understand why you feel a certain way is very effective. Yeah, like basically, like the stuff that's in there here, I've already talked to you guys about it over and over again, but it's good that it's written in a nice guide. Synergy between identity and core belief. That's also really important. That's also something I've talked a lot about. That you have to be aware that your identity gets channeled through your more emotional part of what you are. I would say like your core belief is more part of your identity and it's the emotion that channels. It's important to be aware that identity and identifying with emotions makes beliefs tougher. I give you an example how identify with emotion makes your belief stronger and put you in a situation where you feel like you can't do anything. Say after you did something impulsive, you hear an internal voice. I'm such an idiot. Right there in a fraction of a section, your mind builds mental construct, a story, a new identity, a short mental movie. And in that film, our character is an idiot, a new identity, an idiot. What we know about him, he is an idiot. In that moment, we became just that character with only one attribute. He has no history, he's just an idiot, nothing more. And we accept in that moment that idiot is our new personality. We agree, we feel that it is true. 
next step will be to simply make small change instead of I'm such an idiot. I would go and frame it different. You're not an idiot. You're an ever-changing unit. Facts tell you through neuroplasticity, you're constantly changing. So labeling yourself as an idiot is flawed. It's logically flawed. It's not in line with reality. So it's not you are an idiot, but you feel like an idiot. So the moment you say you feel like an idiot, the change gives us the opportunity to understand and ask the right question. Why do I feel like an idiot? So don't label yourself because these labels can really allow you to be able to, you know, be a very big obstacle in your ability to cope and, and answer these questions. I've already mentioned this a thousand times, but hey, I keep repeating it because I really hope people take this serious and start trying to figure out, writing their life down, wondering why they do what they do, why they made the decisions they did, why they're even doing what they're doing. And whenever you have a thought or an idea and you're acting upon it, before you do so, you think why you're doing it. Please, guys, this will change your life for the better. So, why do I feel like an idiot? In that sentence, we do not accept that we are an idiot character all the time. We just feel like one right now. From that moment, we can think and reflect why idiot character occur in our mind when we do something wrong. Maybe someone used to call us an idiot all the time in the past or how much you feel the urge to not look like an idiot in the eyes of others because you really care what others thinks of you. This kind of phrases comes from self-judgment, wrong self-image that usually formed when you were a child. Parents have a big role in that. That's really true. A lot of people don't realize that the way they look at themselves is based on their self-image and if the self-image is flawed, they will always use that self-image to reflect and see the world. So if you grew up and your parents were always shitty to you, you will see the world through those eyes. If you feel worthless, you will see the world worthlessly. And that's why wondering and asking yourself the questions, why you do what you do, allows you to come to an answer, an even a better answer than answering the question. You gotta wonder why you even asked the question in the first place. Root of the problems we have, with a false self-image is that we tend to put on our true self-different masks. We became different characters in different situations and we completely accept and become those characters without even noticing what we are doing. Don't wear mask or false identity. Align your true self with reality. I agree with that. Of course, you can still wonder like it's about identity because you can still just be a character and act. So you don't see this in absolutes. Don't go like, I cannot pretend to be someone else if it benefits you. Sometimes I just act like a douchebag. Sometimes I act like a nicer guy. I wear masks all the time, but I don't identify with them. So it's important to understand that. Like you don't have to read these things. Uh, you got to think about them yourself. You got to think critically. Everything that's written here, you even get to think about this critically. Don't just follow these things without using your brain. Four, dismantle core belief by finding its roots. To change belief, we need to identify what it is. But first, remember this. Fear is not a belief. Fear is a reaction to a certain belief. Belief is something you put faith. To find belief, you need more focus on the emotional side of things. It's like when someone points a gun at you, you have fear because you know you have the belief connected to the gun that can kill you. If you're in the Middle Ages and you would point a gun, the guy wouldn't even understand what you're doing would just laugh at you. So I'm just saying like fear is connected to beliefs. I don't know if it's always connected to beliefs. I would actually say that it's not always connected to beliefs because then probably it's also instinctual fear. But hey, either way, your fear, most of your fear is connected to beliefs, certain way of looking at things, social conditioning. So overall, like we can assume that, although I wouldn't generalize, that's important, by the way, that you cannot generalize. Usually to form big core beliefs, smaller beliefs bundled together, you can create visual representation of the structure to better understand it. So let's walk together. Say someone points to your hair and starts hysterically laughing and claiming that it is a wig. Will you feel hurt and emotional? Most likely not, if you're not wearing a wig. That's not fully true, by the way, what he states here. 
Because if you're a girl and a guy says you're wearing a wig, you're going to start questioning, even if you don't wear a wig, if you're ugly. So depending to which extent you have self-confidence, to the extent to which you believe in yourself, you will either laugh with it and not care or really start questioning yourself. And that is in line with the extent to which you have thought about it yourself. If I have someone come to me and say I'm stupid or I'm a moron, it won't even affect me because I know that it's not true. I just know it because I thought about it. But if someone comes to you and says you're dumb or a moron, but you've never thought for yourself, you're going to identify with the idea because you don't know whether it's true or not. And that's the thing. Thinking critically allows you to align yourself with reality. And then if someone comes with wrong ideas or wrong flawed uh, facts or whatever, you just know like this is bullshit. So you're much stronger. So by building a framework and critical think, you create a, a paradigm that is much more solid and allows you to just, you know, be more confident, more, have better self-esteem. So when you know that your hair is real and not a wig, you know that the person is drunk or on drugs. It's not always the case, but hey, for the sake of the example, let's just keep going. You know that the problem is not with you, but with his perception. That's only the case if you have enough self Confidence. So I don't think the wig example is that great, but you guys get what I mean. If someone laughs at you when you know it is their perception, it is not a problem for you. You don't resist this as an assault. You don't care. So therefore, what people think of you doesn't actually hurt you at all. Yes and no. Like this is only the case when you have a strong self-esteem and if you have strong beliefs. So if you don't have strong beliefs and people laugh at you, even if you know it's not true, it doesn't matter, it will still affect you. But if you think critically and you create a strong paradigm and think about beliefs and stuff, you're just stronger. Your neural pathways are stronger, so if someone laughs at you, it doesn't affect you so much. That's why yeah, I can't walk around, everybody can start laughing at me, it doesn't even get processed because I know people are fucking dumb. It's really like that, even same in the chat, sometimes people are just talking smack all day, I just smile. Because I know on a fundamental level, you guys are way more stupid. You guys don't have insights, it's like when I talk about Trump or Obama or whatever, and you guys are giving opinions, they don't even register because you guys have no fucking clue about these things. You guys have not thought about it. Your intellect is so much lower. It's so much lower that it doesn't even like, I just see that and I just understand what is going on. When it comes down to these things, it's just very important for people to think about it and be aware that the stronger you've thought about things, the more structured you are and the more you will be able to overcome dissonance from the outside. So that's what he's trying to say. Be aware that their false image of you is not you, gives you immunity to their opinions. That is completely true if and only if on a fundamental level you have thought about it thoroughly. Because even if a false image is not true, it doesn't matter. If you're not strong and you feel worthless or whatever, even if someone has a flawed image about you, you will still make it affect you. But if you thought about it and you know that it's not true as a fact and you value it, you value facts, you value logic, you value reality, then you won't care. And that's why making logic your core value is so important or making sense. It makes you immune to everything that is outside the physical world, that is outside life in the physical world. Because when you know it's not true, you just don't care. That's the power of making sense your core value. It makes you immune to other people's flawed opinions. But if you don't have making sense as a core value and you value what other people think, then it doesn't matter whether it's flawed or right or wrong. It doesn't matter. You will still have it affect you. But that's because valuing other people's opinion is flawed. But you have to first realize that it's flawed by thinking critically. And that's the beauty of the brain. Your true self wants to make sense. It wants to be, you know, consistent. So if you realize that it's in denial, you realize that it's flawed to care what other people think about you, it's more easy to let go. Psychologists just explain 
the spotlight effect. The spotlight effect is actually a cognitive bias where you feel that people think too much about you while nobody actually cares. It's actually, it's a condition. And when you read that and you realize that, it's almost like, you know, reading and realizing that on a certain level, you are a hypochondriac, that you get sick too easy, you are fear of sick, but you don't have any issues. If you truly understand that, then suddenly you can more easily let go the fear of being sick. Same with caring what other people think about you. If you know that it's you and it's not others, then others don't really care because it's not in line with facts. It relieves some emotion. And that's the beauty. Your brain wants to make sense. So, making sense, valuing that shit is way more important, but you got to first get to the core of it. If you don't get to the core of it and you don't think for yourself, you ain't going to get there. So, writing that shit down, like what Illusion did, Exe did, and be honest to you, brutal honest, even if it caused you to cry or break down, it is the first step to get control over yourself. So... Be aware that their falsehoods of you is not what gives you immunity to opinions. With this, you must understand that it's obvious that we cannot be hurt emotionally by what others think and say about us. That's only true if you have a strong self-image. So I don't fully agree with what he says there because people don't have this strong framework. Obviously, this person that is writing this has a stronger frame of reference and is not projecting. But I just like this text because it will help people. When people think we are an idiot or stupid, it doesn't hurt at all. It only hurts if we believe we are truly an idiot. When we believe we're stupid, this is what we fear. That is true. When someone thinks bad about you, your fear is about the belief. It's important to know that if the belief is flawed, it makes no sense to be scared about it. But of course, you need to think intellectually and structurally to come to that conclusion. And that requires you to critical think to begin with. But hey, I'm just saying like it's really interesting to reflect on these things and meditate on it. Let's imagine you feel uncomfortable when you merge in a new social circle like a new job. There's 20 people that you don't know and you feel anxiety and fear of what impression you will give them. So in fact, we don't fear the new social circle or what impression we will give them. We fear emotional pain of believing something bad about ourselves, what other people think of us and activates our own negative self-image and negative self-belief. That is true. You see yourself through the eyes of others and you see yourself through the eyes of others. You see others through your own eyes and you see others through the eyes of others. But as you grew up as a child, the way your parents watched you and treated you made you create a certain self-image through their eyes. So if they said you sucked, you start believing you suck. So as you grow older, that's what you're going to see in others. So you create basically a software and then you use that operating system in order to run your life basically on and that software is installed by very young ages. That's why it's very important to go back in time to figure out why your operation system works the way it does. And the beauty is you can actually rewire that. You can change that. It requires come some energy, but you can do that by writing it down and thinking for yourself. Think critically. Ask why. Why, why, why. It's so important. So... What other people think of us and only activate our own negative self-image and negative self-belief, you fear that they will find out that you're strange, stupid, idiot, ugly, poor, have no girlfriend, have no friends, and you will look for clues to fuel your negative belief. I agree with this. Like, if you feel like you're stupid or ugly or poor and you have no girlfriend, you're afraid that other people will find that out because it strengthens your own self-image. Some people actually like to brag even about it if they have a really strong identity of I'm terrible and evil and shit. Some people actually even brag like, yeah, I have no girlfriend, I'm poor, whatever. So it depends like from type to type what you identify with. But if you try to be stronger and better than you are and that's you portray a a wrong self-image that to the outside that's not in line with what you are, then obviously you will try to hide it. But some people do the other way around. So you can 
can't generalize. I think it's important to not generalize. This advice helps people, some people. It's just important. Also, there's a small hidden agreement and that hold that belief together. If someone believes we are stupid, then it's true. If someone believes we are smart, then we're smart. Two beliefs that encourage validation seeking. From A and B, we can feel, oh, what someone believes about us is what we are in reality. But that's not true. It is true, like, when you care what other people believe about you, then you will identify with these beliefs. And it's also called self-fulfilling prophecy. In psychology, it's called self-fulfilling prophecy, where you basically just fulfill what other people think you're going to do. Same with stigmatization. Being stigmatized can more likely increase your chances that you will act in a certain way. Either way, what other people think of us can give us emotional pain, hurt us. I know what they think of me. I can read people's minds with 100% accuracy. These hidden assumptions slip under the radar, but we need to focus our critical thinking on them so to see how stupid they look in light of logic. Yes, but that's the problem. If you don't value logic, you can't even do this. Although, if you question yourself and you start wondering why, 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 you're going to get there. I don't know what he means with the two last things here, but either way, you need to understand that hidden arguments and core beliefs is everything. If you're not in line with reality, you're much closer to delusion than you would like to think. That's actually true. Most of you guys are delusional. You guys are literally delusional. Almost the entire planet is delusional. Even I, on a certain level, am delusional. But if I'm confronted by it, I try to rewire it. I try to be skeptical because I know there is a part in me delusional. But you guys are so much delusional, it goes so far that even if you guys are confronted with the delusion, you don't do anything about it. That you guys don't value making sense is already completely insanity. So you gotta go to the bottom, understand why you are how you are and why you do what you do, and then start building a more structured reality framework. I do realize though that logic and making sense cannot look very attractive, but if you know you can trust it, if you know you can build on it, if you know that it's gonna give you everything even better, it's more easy to build on it. And even if you don't have the cognitive capacities to follow up with logic and making sense, I can guide you. I don't mind. I can answer your questions and give you guys some insight. No matter how hard you will try to say to a girl with anorexia that she's put her life at risk being that skinny, her core belief will still be telling her she's fat. She's trapped in her false self-image. There is never enough if you have false belief. You cannot fill the void, but you can't throw away all this baggage and be who you truly are, your true self. I agree with that. If you have false beliefs, you will look at yourself through these false beliefs and you can be very delusional and even facts and data won't get to you. And that's why it's important to understand that. But you have to come to that conclusion yourself. I've been repeating it for the past two years. Think for yourself. Wonder why. Question. Question over and over again. Do this. It's important. It will really help you grow so much. Summary, if you search your core value, you may feel like there is no progress in finding meaningful answer. I think behind every core value, there is a core belief where you put your faith in emotional term. For example, core value safety, you believe that safety is the most important thing. You made hidden agreements with yourself that you will seek safety because you put faith, you believe in that core value. Emotions can show false beliefs and agreements, but they will not necessarily directly point to your core values. Since many people struggle with low self-esteem, I think some of these hidden beliefs and agreements with yourself can resonate with you. Meditate on it and check if you have them. Then ask why I believe in that. Why this belief is in my head and how do I get there? I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I don't deserve love. I hate myself. I feel worthless. I'm smart and other people are stupid. I deserve something, but I don't have that. Don't judge yourself. Don't be a victim of your emotions and thoughts. Just be an observer and slowly let yourself free from ghosts of the past. Damn straight. What is important, though, is that your beliefs is a channeling. It's an intellectual channeling of your core emotions. It's how you feel on a subconscious level. So I wouldn't say that it's just faith. 
It's just your ability to connect the two and give yourself understanding. I don't know if the word faith is good in this topic, but either way, I like the post. Even though there's certain things that could be said better than such, I still think it has quite some interesting things that might help people. So basically, guys, make use of the, the Making Sense subreddit. Ask yourself the questions. I really think what this guy here did, like this illusion exe, really questioning all his issues and stuff, can really help you guys quite a bit. Really think why you do what you do. And it will really help you guys so much. Laufer says, I think you cannot meditate on something. It depends how you see it. Like meditating on something is just like trying to really focus on it. It depends. It's just language. It's linguistics. When I say meditate something, it's really like put everything away and just focus on that one thing. Don't have all the other ideas. So you have chakras where you can focus meditation on certain things. So that's not even true what you're saying. But either way. Zelnak says, being delusional distracts me from this boring life. That's not true. That's actually complete bullshit. Like you're trying to justify why being delusional is a good thing. You're just lying to yourself. Delusional actually takes you away from being a more better version of yourself. If you believe that, you're just dumb. You should think about it, reflect on it, wonder why. Because that's just stupid talk. You don't have to think for five minutes to figure out how flawed that is. So if you say shit in the chat, please think about it more than five seconds, please. That would be really appreciated. So you don't waste my time and everybody else's time. And you don't make a fool out of yourself. Think before you speak. Athene says, Athene, I fear if I don't watch you, I will miss on important insights. How do you stop the fear? Athene, instead of, you know, valuing watching me, you should value your actions and your own critical thinking. And if you don't do that, then you haven't really listened to what I'm saying all day. So it's kind of a little bit paradoxical. Also, what I want to say is you also have the VODs, just so you know. You also have the podcast. A.A. Yasaya says, Lol, Athene, I really love this version. I'll keep this going. Really hardcore, really hard. Athene, I don't know how I can grow. Bon bon. I don't know what it is wrong with me, what I can still fix in my mind. Dissonance won't help. Think about it and think about it again and think about it again. Why are you asking this question? Why do you think you can't grow? Why? Wonder why? Either you come to an answer at one point or you're just too fucking dumb and I really feel sorry for you. One of the two. Do you want to accept you're really so fucking stupid? You can't even figure out simple questions. Just be honest, write it down. And if you're really, really that stupid, I'm sorry, maybe you're lost then. If that's what you want to believe. You're just lost. Your life is going to be shit. You want to believe that? You want to be satisfied with that? That your life is just going to be shit? Because if you don't get it with all the stuff I'm saying here, day in, day out, how to fix it and even pinpoint it, what can I do? I can't do more. I did my fucking best, man. I'm really sorry. Laufer says, Athene, you are not using critical thinking if you are thinking that you can meditate on something. You can meditate, you can focus your meditation on certain things. It's all around the internet. I do it myself. Even if you just have guided meditation, you're focusing on what the person says. So just shove up your shitty argument, face you're full of shit and accept it. You understand? You got disproved. Accept it. Don't try to hold on your shitty beliefs because that stops you from growing. You can perfectly meditate on things. People do it all the time. It's that easy. You just focus on something, guided meditation or whatsoever. I know maybe you're a little bit triggered, but hey, gotta think about it, reflect on it. Gleer Katten said, I think it's literally giving a key to a gold mine, but how can't people just understand? Arg, Gleer Katten, you don't understand either because you didn't apply. So tell me, why didn't you apply? Why aren't you here making a difference, pretending to be an enlightened spiritual being in the chat? Why are you even wasting your time in the chat? 
going like, people don't understand you, ah, you don't understand shit. Because if you would understand, you would be putting things into action rather than being in a chat and trying to pretend you're so smart and so enlightened. You're not any better than the other people in the chat. You're just a bigger hypocrite. At least the other people know they're fucking stupid. You're just pretending to be enlightened. If you're enlightened, you'd be here, working together to change the world. You'd actually be sitting next to me explaining it to people how to move forward. But wait a minute, you're not here. You gotta wonder why. Sir Popa says, I'm right now setting up math so I can go to university and learn computer engineering for four years. It's going to cost 40k dollars. But later, machines are not going to take my job since I will be the one creating the machines. What do you think? Should I just study real talk on my own and come over soon? Wreck me please, max dissonance. I think math is good, by the way, because it allows you to think logically. Being a computer engineer is different. I don't think being a computer engineer is the best thing you can do because you gotta wonder why do you become a computer engineer? Is it because of money? Do you want money? Is it because you don't want your job being taken away in a few years? Is that what your goal is? Your job? I make a lot more money than you do. I don't even need my fucking degree. So you can wonder, like, if it's about money, why are you taking a path that will cost you 40k dollars if you can just be more creative, be more outside the box, make a lot more money and achieve your goal that way? So the way you're going about it is just more inside the box. It's more stupid. And the funny thing is, if you are stupid, you're going to pay the price, which is grinding away your life while you could just have taken a shortcut. And you might say, like, but why? That's why you think for yourself. Use your brain. But going just to the normal way, forget about that. I think that's the stupid route. Alamal Pitpit says, if you're always in a state of peace when without dissonance, is there any need for entertaining then? Isn't entertaining always a distraction? Indeed. I don't need entertainment at all. I can't even identify with entertainment. I don't even understand why you guys even do entertainment. If you guys do entertainment, you're fucking dumb. You might wonder like, yeah, but what do you do when you're done working? I work all the time. But if you want to rest, I'll just rest. You might say, but you don't have a life. I have a better life than you. Much better life. I feel fulfilled. You see it. I shine more life than the entire chat together. Because I know what I want. I think about it. You do entertainment because you distract yourself from your shitty life. I don't have a shitty life, therefore I don't need distraction. I just don't need it. If I spend time, I try to spend it productively. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.